morning. Good to see everyone out this morning. Thank you for being here in the house of the Lord. Let's go ahead and get started with a word of prayer, and uh, we'll see what the Lord has for us this morning. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to be in your house to worship and to praise you. Lord, we thank you that we serve a risen Savior this morning, and uh, Lord, we thank you for all that you've done for us, all that you're doing for us, and uh, Lord, we ask for your presence to be in our presence this morning. Lord, we pray that uh, if there's one here that doesn't know you, that today would be the day of salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Morning. Welcome. Let's go ahead and turn over to 231. Let's all stand. We'll just sing the first and last of each song we do today. It's going to be a bit of a longer service.
All right, let's turn back to our, get back to our seats. Turn over 268. I understand we sang this one this morning, but I didn't know that, so we'll sing it again. He lives. coming back after he has risen and then he's one day coming back.
Get to see you, you, dear. Amen. <clears throat> this is a story about the uh, about the disciples, uh, their feelings uh, after they after they knew that their Lord and Savior had died. Technical difficulties, Adam. Brother Duke, we'll just have you sing that next week. Maybe we can get that that going. Uh, unless you can sing it a cappella, I want to put you on the spot. So, well, I can go ahead and sing it without the without okay. the CD. If, if you can do that, that'd be well, great. All right. They all walked away with nothing to say. They just lost their dearest friend. All that he'd said, but now he was dead. So this was the way it would end. The dreams they had dreamed were not what they'd seemed. Now that he was dead and gone, the garden, the jail, the hammer, the nails, how could a night be so long but then came the morning night turned into day the stone was rolled away hope rose with the dawn, then came the morning, shadows vanished before the 
sun. Death had lost and life had won, for morning had come. <coughs> the angel, the star, the kings from afar, the wedding, the water, the wine. Now it was done. They'd taken her son, wasted before his time. Oh, she knew it was true. She'd watched him die too. She'd heard them call him just a man. But deep in her heart, she knew from the start, somehow her son would live again. Then came the morning, night turned in that stone was rolled away. Hope rose with the dawn. Then came the morning. Shadows vanished before the sun. Death had lost and life had won, for morning had come. Morning had Thank you, Brother Duke. I'm sorry that uh, our, we had some technical difficulties there, but I do appreciate you being able to do that. Uh, good morning. It's good to be in the Lord's house this morning. Amen. Uh, Resurrection Sunday. And this is uh, the day that I look forward to every day of the year because we don't serve a, a Lord that's in the grave. We serve a resid, resurrected Savior. Amen. And uh, it's already been a good day. We've had uh, sunrise service this morning. If you uh, missed out, you missed out on a good service. And then we had prayer, uh, we had breakfast, and it was great. I tell you, the ladies, they know how to put on a feast around here. So I do appreciate all those that took part in that. And uh, this morning, I just want to praise the Lord for His resurrection. Amen. And uh, the Bible says, He is not here, for He is risen, as He said. My daughter just walked out. I need you to come back. Uh, the Bible says there, He is not here, for He is risen, as He said. Come see the place where the Lord lay. I believe that the Lord is worthy, don't you? The Lord is worthy of our praise. The Bible says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. 
we should give glory where glory is due. I called my daughter back in here because she didn't. She thought I'd forgotten, but I'm having them sing a song right before we get into the message. So, girls.
asked them to do that about a half hour, 45 minutes ago. And uh, they had no clue. I just, uh, Lord put that on my heart, and I said, I want you to do that. And they said, okay, Dad. And so I appreciate them being willing to do that. Uh, I do appreciate you being here again. That song was bowing the knee. He is worthy, isn't he, folks? I mean, all that he's done for us, we serve a risen Savior this morning. Many times when we think about the Lord, we think about his divinity, uh, that he's 100% God, which, yes, he is 100% God, but we fail to remember his humanity. He also was 100% man. He said on the cross, I thirst, showing his humanity. This time of the year, Hollywood and other critics try their best to discredit and destroy his deity as well as his humanity. They try polluting our minds with false accusations. Uh, Jesus, let me say this, I, I said it in our su sunrise service, Jesus did not have an inappropriate relationship with Mary Magdalene. You need to understand that. This, these, these false teachings that Hollywood is trying to tell us, you need to get in the book and read the book. Don't try to listen to what other men may have to say. Get in the book and see what God has to say. You see, we try to say that they try to say that his birth was nothing special, but can I tell you it was miraculous. He was born of a virgin. They try to say that, it, that he was a heathen and a blasphemer, but his life was flawless. He had no sin nor guile was found in him, the Bible says. They try to say that his death was a hoax, but his death was matchless. You go to any other grave and you'll find Buddha and, and you'll find Muhammad and you'll find all these other false gods, but you, won't, you go to the grave where my Lord and Savior was and you'll find an empty grave. See, I'd like to preach this morning and bring a message about the Lord and give Him the glory. Give Him the glory because of the resurrection He is worthy. You see, I've titled the message, Worthy is the Lamb this morning. Worthy is the Lamb. Is a lamb. Now, I'd like to invite you to Revelation chapter number 5 and verse 11. I, I won't keep along this morning, I promise you, but uh, the Bible says in Revelation 5.11, it says, And I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousands and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing and every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and uh, and all that are are in them heard I saying blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the lamb forever and ever and the four beasts said amen and the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, can thank you for just the, the privilege that we have to praise you this morning. Lord, that we can rejoice in your victory over death, hell, and the grave. Lord, that uh, you're, uh, more than, we are more than conquerors because of what you've done on the cross of Calvary. Lord, I pray that you would be with us this morning. Speak to our hearts as only you can. We'll give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. The Bible says here that they fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. 
I want you to get a hold of that right there. The Bible says that liveth, that he liveth forever and ever. Satan thought on Friday, as we, uh, we had good service here on Friday, he thought on Friday that he had defeated, he had finally won the victory. However, Sunday was right around the corner. And uh, the Bible teaches us that he arose from the grave, defeating death, hell, and the grave, giving us the victory. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, 55, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? See, some have the thought of Christ as one who didn't have the struggles that we have today. I'm here to tell you that, that Christ went through much more than we would ever face. The Bible says in Hebrews 4.15, says, For we have not an high priest, which cannot be touched with, our feelings of, uh, with the feelings of our infirmities, but at, was in all points tempted, like as we are, yet without sin. Satan done everything within his power to try to destroy our Lord. He wanted nothing more than for the Lord to mess up. I'm sure that our Lord faced a lot more than what we could ever imagine. See, yet he never sinned. As he was hanging on the cross, I'm going to give you some of the sayings that he said on the cross. See if you'll recognize him. He said, I, I opened up with, he said, I thirst. Well, then in Luke 23, 45, it says, And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And, thus, and had said thus, he gave up the ghost. We would be miserable if the story ended there, wouldn't we? If he just died on the cross. You see, for those that are following after false religions and false gods, can I tell you, that's all their hope is, is it's false, it's counterfeit. But we serve a risen Savior. The Bible goes on to say that three days later he arose from the grave. Because of the resurrection, we, we have some things, and I'd like to share those with you. Number one, because of the resurrection, we see his power. In John 19, 30, he says, When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. He completed what he had started. He had the power not only to start the plan, but he had the power to finish it. He said, It is finished. Death had no longer had dominion over the Lord. And Matthew 27, 54 says this, Now when the centurion... And they that were with him watching Jesus saw, uh, saw the earthquake and those things that were done. They feared greatly saying, truly, this was the Son of God. That centurion realized that there was something different about this man. His very words made an impact on the lives that surrounded him. See, this event was no surprise to our Lord. You know, the thing, sometimes we have this idea that, uh, that, uh, that the crucifixion was uh, a plan B. But no, God had it planned before the foundations of the world. You see, Matthew uh, 12, 40 says this, For as Jonas was, in the, uh, was three days and three nights in the well's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Before the foundation of the world, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit uh, were united as one God, as a triune God, and had a plan knowing that man would sin. It wasn't uh, when, when Adam and Eve, they took of the tree, it wasn't that God said, oh, what do I do now? I have no clue what to do. God knew exactly that man was going to sin. 
And that God knew that he, there had to be a perfect sacrifice to pay for the sins of mankind. And Jesus Christ willingly took our sin as a payment for uh, His blood as a payment for our sin. The Bible says in Ephesians 1.20, Who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. The Bible says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus Christ is the Word. There's power in His Word. I said Wednesday evening we've started a, a, a series on the book of Genesis going through some things. And I said Wednesday evening that when He said something, things happened. That's the power of a God we serve. You see, He's powerful and just with His words He spoke some unbelievable things into existence. He created this world with His words. Wednesday evening, as we're going through this, we talked about some of the things that he created out of nothing. Folks, do you realize we serve a powerful God this evening or this morning? He is all-powerful. I mean, you think about this. Just with his words, he spoke everything into existence out of nothingness. That's how powerful of a God we serve. Well, some time ago, we went to the planetarium there to Creation Museum. If you've never been, I encourage you... Uh, to, to go and at the planetarium uh, we watched a video and it showed the vastness of the earth how big it was and, and, and uh, of the known world and, and uh, do you realize how powerful God we are? It showed how big the earth is and then it showed how, how uh, big one star was that our whole system could fit into the size of one star. I mean we serve a mighty God. See he created the heavens and the earth. God said let there be light, and there was light. He created the sun, the moon, and the stars. And the Bible says in Genesis 1.16, And God made two greater lights, the greater light to rule the day, and a lesser light to rule the night, and He made the stars also. See, in this video, they showed how big some of these stars are, and you could fit our whole galaxy into one star. I, I was amazed at how powerful a God we serve. Psalm 33.6 says this, by the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. See, he not only did he create with his word, but he cured with his word. He cured the sick. The Bible says, And when Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. He, create, he, he, he cured the, the sick, the emotional sick, the physical sick, but the spiritual sick. Whatever the need he is, he is our great physician. See, he caused the blind to see and he caused the lame to walk. He cleansed the, the maniac of Gadara and he clothed him and put him in his right mind. Not only does he create and cure, but I also see that he comforts with his words. The Bible says in John 14, 27, Peace I leave unto you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. God is that great comforter. He's the one that gives us peace. He creates, He cures, He comforts, but also I see that He convicts with the Word. The two men on, the, on their way to Emmaus, he said, they said this in Luke 24, 32, and it said, And they said one to another, Did not our hearts burn? Talking about conviction, that while He talked with us by the way, and while He opened up the Scriptures to us, hey, the Word of God convicts our hearts. But then with His Word, He commissions us. 
Matthew 28, 19 and 20 says, Go ye therefore, he's told us, he's commanded us to go out into the whole world and preach the gospel. But then I notice he calms with his word. The Bible says in Mark 4, 39, And he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. Do you realize how powerful God we serve, folks? I mean, just with the words that come out of his mouth. But can I tell you something else that's going to happen with his word? He's going to conquer with his word. There in Revelation, the Bible tells us that just with the words out of his mouth, he's going to conquer Satan. That's a powerful God that we serve. Not only because of the resurrection we see his power, but also we have his peace. Luke 23, verse 43 says, And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. What greater peace can we have? If he was still in the tomb, we would be of all men most miserable. We would not know the peace of God. We would not know what peace is. The Bible says, come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The Bible says, for he satisfied the longing soul and filled the hungry soul with goodness. The Bible says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. The day that I got saved is a day I'll never forget. He satisfied my thirsty soul and my longing soul. You see, He still satisfies today. Many people are looking for satisfaction in all the wrong places. Can I tell you, can I tell you, you can't find it in a bottle? You can't find, hey, you can't find satisfaction in a needle or in drugs. You can't find true, lasting peace. Outside of the Lord Jesus Christ. When at thirst he gave me drink. When a hunger he gave me to eat. He gave me a drink of that living water that I may never thirst again. My soul doesn't thirst for anything else now. What a glorious lamb we serve. Savior we serve. Worthy is the lamb. Worthy is the lamb. Then because of the resurrection we see his power, his peace. But thirdly we see his pain. The Bible says in Luke 23, 34, Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. I tell you, he took my place. Without his resurrection, we would experience the pain. You realize that, folks, if Jesus be not risen, if he wasn't risen from the grave, you and I would be doomed to a devil's hell. And can I tell you, the Bible says where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth, where the fire is not quenched and where the worm dieth not. Oh, hell's an awful place, folks. Can I tell you who took my place? The Bible says in 1 John 2, 2, and he is a propitiation for our sins, and not for our sins only, but for also for the sins of the whole world. He took my place. The Bible says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Jesus left the portals of glory by his own choice for the purposes to seek and to save that which is lost. Our Lord sacrificed and suffered for you and for me. Brother West preached the other night, done a wonderful job, but do... He said this, that we don't really understand or truly understand what Christ went through for us. 
truly don't understand it, but the, the horrific things that he went through, the, the scourging and, and, the, uh, and the, on the cross and all those things. But can I tell you the most awful pain that he went through that he could imagine is when God the Father turned his back on God the Son. The Bible says this in Matthew 27, verse 46, and, behold, and, and about the ninth hour Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? See, because of his resurrection, we see his pain. But then, fourthly, because of his resurrection, we see his passion. In John 19, 26, it says, When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved, he said unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then he said to, to his disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her unto his own house. Because of the resurrection, we see his passion, his love, his care for you and me. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Can I tell you this morning, we serve a resurrected Savior. You know what? He died on the cross and he arose for you. Had it not been for the resurrection, we would not see the love, the passion that he has for us. Can I tell you, the Bible says the, lack, the Lord is not lack concerning his promises, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, word. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Hey, if you're here today and Jesus loves you, he died for you. He died for your sins. If you're here today and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, today's the day of salvation and now's the accepted time. If the Holy Spirit of God is dealing with your heart right now about salvation, today's the day. Don't put it. The Bible says, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Because of his resurrection, we see his passion. But then I want you to notice, because of his resurrection... We see his promise. In Luke 23, 43, it says, And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. I'm so glad to know that I'm saved. Saved till the day of redemption. I'm so glad that I don't have a maybe so, a I think so, I hope so salvation. But God said there on the cross to that thief, he said this, today thou will be with me in paradise. You say, well, I thought Christ went to hell for us. Well, I'm going to get into it just a little bit, but then what I believe happened, hell is at the center of earth. And there was a Bible talks about that uh, when Abraham, uh, when Lazarus died and was in Abraham's bosom. There in paradise, there was a separation between hell and Abraham's bosom, paradise. And when Jesus left and died for our sins, what happened is he went down to paradise. He took, he took the captive, those that were captive, those that were saved. He took them and freed them from that captivity. See, that's what he did. He let the captive, captivity captive. He took them home to be with him in, in heaven. I'm so glad we serve a risen Savior. I'm so thankful that the Lord Jesus Christ has promised us eternal life. See, we have, the Bible says, in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. God has promised us, promised us eternal life. I'm so glad 
that there's nothing that even I can do to lose that promise of everlasting life. The Bible says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life. How long is eternal life? Forever. And they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which is greater than me, get, uh, uh, was, which is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one, the Bible says. We have the promise of salvation, folks. Hey, if you're here today and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, you can today. But then I want you to notice the other promise we have, the promise of His secret coming. He said, I thought it was a second coming. Well, that's coming later. There's a secret coming, the rapture. The Bible says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If we're not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. You see, this is not our home. The Bible says, hey, one day he's coming in the clouds. He's coming in the clouds just like he left. The Bible says, uh, the angel said, why, why you stand here gazing? The same Jesus is going to come in like manner. He's coming back and he's going to come in the clouds. This time he's not going to step on earth. He's going to rapture his church up. And folks, all those that are saved in Jesus Christ will be taken up that day. Amen. You see, this is not my home. Why? Because of the promise of his resurrection. With all that said, worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. He is worthy because of His power, His peace, His provision, His passion, His promises. Had it not been for the resurrection, we could not know His power. And He would be just like any other false god. But the tomb is empty. Had it not been for His resurrection, we could not have the peace that passes all understanding. Folks, we would be miserable in our sins. Had it not been for His resurrection, we would experience the pain and the penalty of hell. Had it not been for the resurrection, we would not know the passion and love that Christ has for us. Had it not been for the resurrection, we would not have the promise of a home in heaven. The Lord Jesus Christ is worthy to be praised for all that He has done, for all that He's doing, and for all that He's going to do in our lives. I believe that we should be willing to be something for Christ. Be something. The Bible says in Romans, I'm closing with this, Romans 12, 1 and 2, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed with, to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what that good and acceptable and perfect will of God God's calling us to be saved. Number one, if you don't know Jesus today, you don't, you've never trusted, truly trusted Him for salvation. Maybe you've prayed a prayer. Maybe you've been baptized. Maybe you've followed a plan, but you've never truly trusted in the person of Jesus Christ. Today's the day. Today's the day. Be saved. But then if you're saved, be surrendered. Be surrendered. Surrender your life. Be that living sacrifice then be sacrificing for the Lord. Be sanctified. Be satisfied. Be serving. Be separated. Be sold out. And be a soul winner.
some things that we need to be for the Lord Jesus Christ, for what He has done. Worthy is the Lamb. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessings. Maybe you hear this morning, you say, Pastor, I don't know for sure if I was to die today. I just don't know for sure if I was to die today that I'd go to heaven. Pastor, would you pray for me? I just don't know for sure. I've got some questions. I've got some doubts. I just don't know. Pastor, pray for me. Anyone? I, no one else is looking around. Would you raise your hand? I just want to pray for you. Anyone like that? Maybe you hear and you say, Pastor, I'm saved. I know for sure if I was to die today, I'm going to heaven. I know that for sure, but my life is not what it should be. There's some things in my life that's just not what it should be. Pastor, pray for me. Yes, I see those hands. Yes. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we do thank you again for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Lord, we thank you that we serve a risen Savior. Lord, I ask this morning as we are in this invitation time that men and women, boys and girls, would search their hearts. Lord, that they would examine their own lives, not their brother, not their sister, not their neighbor, but they would examine their own lives to see, number one, if they know for sure that they're going to heaven. Lord, if that's the case, if they don't know today, Lord, I pray that you would convict them even now. Lord, that they would find a place, they would uh, come to me, or they would get one of the folks of our church, and we can share with them the Bible way, not the Baptist way, not the, uh, any other way, but just the Bible way, how they can know for sure that heaven's their home. Lord, I pray for those that aren't living for you. Lord, they got some things in their life maybe that's discouraged them. That's, Lord, I pray this morning that, Lord, that they would have that re, re-energized faith and they would be, get excited once again. Put that zeal back in them, Lord, I pray. Light a fire amongst your Christians today. Lord, that we not be lukewarm Christians, but we would be on fire for you. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. We'll give you the praise, the glory, and the honor that comes from it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Would you stand to your feet? Brother Adam's going to begin playing softly. I'm going to encourage you, if God spoke to your heart, would you find a place at the altar? No one's here to judge you. We're not. That's not our, our purpose. We want to pray for you. We want to be encouragement to you. God has spoke to you this morning. Would you come? Maybe it's been a while since you said, Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole encourage you to find a place at the altar and just be obedient to the Lord. He is worthy of our praise. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. seated. I'm going to ask um, my deacons if they would come at this time. We're going to take uh, the Lord's Supper and, uh, and then after that we're going to take up our offering and then we'll close in a word of prayer.
to a thread. If you'll take one and uh, hold on to it, we'll have a word of prayer and partake together. <coughs> Thank you. 
says, And after the same manner, he took the cup. Bible says, and when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament, my blood. This do you as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. For the answer, would you please ask me? Heavenly Father, we do thank you, Lord, for this good day. Thank you, Lord, for this time that we come and celebrate your religion and your birth. Lord, that you shed your blood on the cross for the Lord and Savior. Thank you, now, Lord, for what you do for us. For us in Jesus' holy name. Amen.
announcements and then uh, we'll take up the offering. Uh, let me remind you that uh, this coming Sunday is our prayer breakfast. Everyone is welcome to come to that at 9 o'clock afterwards. Uh, Saturday, what did I say? Sunday, Saturday is what I meant. And uh, Saturday the 7th at 9 o'clock is our prayer breakfast. And everyone's welcome to come to that. Then afterwards, probably around 10, 1030, uh, we're going to go out and invite some folks to come to church. So if you'd like to go out with us, pass out tracts and do that. And so you pray for good weather this coming weekend. Then Friday and Saturday, April 27th and 28th is our couples retreat, uh, our marriage couples retreat. If you have not signed up for that, there's still possibility we can get you in so make sure uh, there's a sign-up sheet on the back table make sure you get that done uh, today if you can and then start praying for our upcoming revival April the 29th through May the 2nd uh, we're having Dr. Bobby Sanders in he's been such a blessing to our church and then um, ladies mark your calendars for ladies banquet theme under construction on May the 7th. We want you to become, uh, it's, we call it a ladies banquet because some of you don't have daughters or uh, maybe your mother isn't around uh, any, any longer. So we want you to come. Uh, you can come by yourself, bring a, a sister or whoever you like. We're going to have a good time. And so would encourage you to be here Monday, May the 7th at 6.30. And then I um, want to remind you, Caleb McGinnis, happy birthday today. And uh, so happy birthday to him. Our missionary of the week, Lighthouse Children's Home. Our deacon of the week, Brother Ed Buchanan. Our family of the week, Brother Caleb and Miss Haley McGinnis. And our trustee of the week, uh, Brother Tim Watson. Remember these folks in your prayers. All right, if I could have the men come forward, we'll take up this morning's tithes and offerings. Again, we do appreciate you being here. If you're visiting with us, we're not here to extract funds from you. And so we uh, uh, want to encourage you just to enjoy our services and appreciate you being here. Uh, Brother Eli, sir, would you please ask a blessing? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for being with us today this morning. Thank you for giving the pastor uh, words to say. Uh, please bless the gift to give your best offering. And uh, always remember the sacrifice you made and that you are coming again.
happen. This side uh, is usually fuller, but this side is pretty full today. So you guys won today, so good job. Uh, you guys need to work harder, all right? And uh, But anyways, do appreciate you being here. We'll all stand and close the word of prayer. And uh, remember this, no services tonight. We want you to spend time with your family and encourage you to do that. And uh, so uh, no services tonight. Come back Wednesday night and see what the Lord has for us. Uh, Brother Tim Watson, sir, would you please close us? salvation for the hope of eternity. Lord, we just thank you for delivering us from our, from our sin, Father, giving us a way to get back to you and to uh, bridge that gap. Father, we just thank you and praise you for your goodness today. I ask that you would pour out your spirit upon each one that's here today, Father, that you would go with them and bless them and encourage them and comfort them today. And just bless their time with their family and with their friends. And Lord, we just thank you again for sending Jesus out of our sins. Jesus, Amen.